You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. Do you want me to lead it in? Um, we, we don't really even have to lead it. We can just start it and then talk. And I was like, how do we start this? Yeah. Is it recording? Yeah, it's recording. Oh, okay. Well, it's been recording for like two minutes now. I, I mean, we... We can just go with that. Let's start. That's, that's how it starts. Um, <laughs> Hello, is this thing on? Madison, Hello. Welcome back to the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to your show. Uh, our show. Yeah. We. I need to know, or the the listeners need to know. Um, how drunk did you get in San Francisco? <laughs> Not at all, actually. Um, what? I did have a nice glass of Sauvignon Blanc with every single meal I had, not including lunches, I'm sorry, so every dinner. So for three straight dinners, I always ordered a glass of Sauvignon Blanc, and that is the most basic thing ever. When everybody around me was ordering all these fancy wines, I was like, yeah, just give me like the $12 one. That's good. When you were there, uh, were the Warriors already in Houston? Um, Yes. Yes, they were already in Houston. Or they may have left like the day I got there. Well, Thunder fans, yep. are, Thunder fans are not happy with that. They wanted you to go to San Francisco, um, deliver like a plastic toy snake to Kevin Durant's store, doorstep, and if you saw him, like say terribly mean things to him. And until <laughs> I tried. then, until then, you will not have Thund- Thunder Nation's full trust. I totally tried. I went on a manhunt for <laughs> Kevin Durant. I was calling Steph Curry's name. I was like, at least make, like the little noises scene if now, he would just like come out of the you, corner. Really quick, did you throw yourself at Steph Curry? Because Aisha's going, oh, she's she gonna, gonna, like, she gonna be mad. That is gonna embarrassing. Be yeah, that's really embarrassing. Look. No, I tried to <laughs> refrain myself from uh, even getting in within like the same proximity of Steph Curry. <sighs> we need to talk about that Aisha thing and get real quick. That was... Um, we actually just saw it, like Chisholm Holland in the uh, other room. At the, we're here at the station at HQ, and um, we—I had heard, I'd seen on Twitter that people were talking about Steph Curry's wife, and I just assumed, oh, did she like say that the NBA was rigged again because her husband lost? <laughs> and no, she was talking about how um, she she's a little uncomfortable. I probably more uncomfortable, and I understand this. Like her husband's a huge celebrity, mm-hmm. always, you know, he's a high profile athlete so there's gonna there's gonna be some temptation there in terms of like women throwing themselves at her at him in her words so i understand how that can be a little <laughs> annoying to say oh, the least. how awful uh but then the rest like we'll just let you guys watch the, re- the video if you're interested but i was just like this is cringe worthy it was really cringe this is actually the real reason i'm here because we're gonna get into some uh <laughs> nba gossip so Apparently, Jerry Ramsey tags me in this thing this morning, and I hadn't even heard of this. Shockingly, I know, but um, you were on vacation, Matt. I, I was, yeah. I was, I was like off the grid. But um, apparently, Aisha Curry has had a little bit of problems with like other women and like Instagram models, and haven't we all though? Mm-hmm. Um, like getting at her husband, Mister Old Steph Curry. But she also uh, sat down on Jada Pinkett Smith's. What it's like her little show called The Red Table, and they had a conversation about that. But she also went on to say that she has been discouraged lately because she doesn't get like cat calls anymore, she doesn't get male attention. And that's why I'm just like scratching my head a little bit because, first of all, ma'am, you're married, so I don't think you need other male attention, but you're over here also complaining about your husband getting female attention. Do you see where we get a little fuzzy here? Can you imagine (laughs) if my dumb ass went on some show and I was complaining about I didn't get enough female attention? My girlfriend would... (laughs) 
She would run on set and slap me in the face so so quickly. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I don't I don't think that would fly. Very it's an well. unfair world. I'm just kidding. It's an unfair. It world. is an unfair world. Um, but that's not why we're here. I mean, of course, we could do a podcast if you wanted. If the listeners want to hear about your adventures in San Fran, and you also went to Vegas, I did, and uh, saw. Um, some old people play some rock and roll. Some old people. They're, yeah. They are old. No, it's the Aerosmith. How dare the I? The Aerosmith. Come was, on now. Was it badass? It was beyond badass because they killed it. They hit all those high notes again. Steven Tyler is a living legend. Yeah, this would take a whole hour to talk about, so I'll just like keep it there. <laughs> I'll keep it there. No, well, I'm glad you got to go on vacation. You deserved it. Thanks. You kicked ass during the regular season. And, As did you. Thank you. Um, you, you could have kicked more ass in the postseason, but that's not your fault. It's the Thunder's <laughs> fault for going out in five. You weren't able to showcase your full talent, so they're holding you back. Man. Thunder Rude. holding Madison back. Yeah. Um, but, of course, while why we are here, um, because we were going to do a podcast on Wednesday, and I'll kind of I'll talk about this more in depth like on Twitter and put the message out there, but really quick, um, the OKC82 podcast, like we've been saying in the last two shows, we're going to keep going, obviously, into the off season. Um, but to make sure you guys still have your Thunder content as much as possible, the tentative plan right now is Chisholm Holland and I will do a show on Monday, Madison and I will do a show on Wednesday, and then Madison and whoever she decides she wants to have on Ooh, could be a fan, a could, could be anybody, could be mm. another member of the Thunder media. Right now it's a mystery uh, to me as yeah. well, but so stay tuned. Hopefully we can get two to three podcasts out a week, and then of course like today, the news that Russell Westbrook and Paul George uh, had their surgeries today. If stuff like this happens, we will, of course, change course a little bit and put out some uh, reactionary pods. So today, and I'll just go ahead and read the press release. The Thunder emailed me earlier today. Um, Russell Westbrook underwent successful surgery to repair a ligament on the 4th. I'm not, not, uh-uh, I ain't reading that Latin word. <laughs> Um, basically to repair a ligament on his left hand. Um, anybody watching the Thunder this year, you could visibly see he had the KT tape um, all over his left hand. He is, of course, left-handed but shoots with his right hand, so it didn't affect his ability or inability to make a shot relatively <laughs> in the postseason. I laughed. Uh, Russell also had successful elective arthroscopic pr- uh, procedure on his right knee, the knee that he injured in the 2013 playoffs when Patrick Beverly made a, quote, basketball play, unquote, by diving towards his leg, um, ending his season, tearing his meniscus, ending the Thunder's chances for a potential finals return that year. Um, This is the first time Russell has dealt with that knee since September, which that was the first time he had dealt with that particular knee since the 2013 incident. Um, I guess for Russell, the good thing is he's getting this done now instead of in September, right when training camp starts. So um, hopefully... There's probably a more prepared, more conditioned Russell Westbrook coming out of the um, offseason. Yeah, I mean, I agree because, yeah, like last season he did. I'm not saying like he chose to wait until September intentionally to like miss training camp and all the maybe like the preseason games. Um, But I do think it's better that he gets it done now because, I mean, whether people want to believe it or not, his leadership is so crucial to this team. So I really think it could have made a little bit more of a difference if he had been out there for training camp and for the first four preseason games. But, I mean, he is getting it done now. What did it say that it would only be about three weeks of healing? Yeah, Russell, like um, the press release or the report on ESPN, it was initially officially reported by Adrian Wojnarowski and Royce Young, who do a fantastic job covering this team because Royce knows all. He does. He <laughs> He's knows the everything. Oracle of the Thunder. Um, it was described as just an 
an effort to ha- allow Russell to have a more aggressive off season and to be better prepared for the regular for training camp and regular season. So on paper, barring no setbacks, which this franchise has been cursed with, you know, yeah. recovery setbacks. So barring no setbacks, Russell should be fine, good okay. to go, hundred um, percent. Of course. You know, it wasn't just this past offseason where he missed all of training camp, missed the first two games as a result, played the next five or six, then rolled his ankle, missed the next seven games. So, you know, a lot of things kind of played into Russell not being his athletic self that we're used to this past regular season. I mean, even going back to last year, he had the um, – I'm trying to look it up. It was I – cannot, I cannot remember it. It was a PRP. It was a PRP injection, a platelet – People are going to laugh words. at me. I, I don't do medical words. Rich plasma um, in his left knee, which caused him to miss a little bit of training camp last, not not this past season, of course, but last regular season, the first year with Paul George and, and Carmelo Anthony. Um, he missed a little bit of training camp, but overall I think he played the brunt of the preseason mm-hmm. and then, of course, was ready for game one. But the Thunder started at 8-12, and 12, and I remember a lot of these narratives, man, Russell doesn't look the same. So, obviously, the idea behind getting this surgery done now or this procedure done now is to avoid that. Yeah. And I don't know why that was not a thing these past two years. You would think you'd want your athletic point guard to be prepared for game one and not, oh, he'll be ready by game 25. Yeah. Like, eh, I don't, mm. I don't, get, I don't really get this. I'm sure there's... Let's play conspiracy Some theory Some type here. of reasoning behind it. Yeah, let's 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 be conspir- conspiratory right now because okay. it's, it's the off season. We can have fun. I, I mean, are you worried? I mean, Russell's in his thirties now. Mm-hmm. His game is predicated off athleticism, right? Unless he just all of a sudden wakes up and becomes a very respectable three point shooter and gets back to being a pretty good mid range jump shooter, because that confidence is gone. He gets back to the unless he gets back to that. Russell's not getting any younger. Yeah, these knee procedures are becoming more and more to the point where you can expect it. The last two off seasons, yeah, different procedures, but still procedures nonetheless. Is, is something going on? Should should Thunder fans be worried? Am I, mean, I going to keep talking like this? <laughs> I feel like this whole conversation should be like in this tone because well, I I don't know. I'm a little reluctant. He's going to bust like... through this wall and like kill us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't doubt that for verbally, a second. Verbally, not physically. Uh, maybe both, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like Brady said, he's not getting any younger. Yes, he's 30. Um, I mean, we're seeing guys like LeBron James, who's like 32, 33, maybe even, I don't know, something like that. But I mean, his game this season obviously wasn't, I mean, it was incredible, of course, because he is LeBron James, but it wasn't, you know, like a pack leading kind of LeBron James. And I don't want to go too much off him because that's not what we're talking about. But just as an example, I mean, yes, these guys are getting older. There are guys who are pushing like 40 in the league still, but they don't exactly have the same kind of hype that Russell Westbrook has when he steps on the court to play ball. And that's just saying, I mean, that's just saying what Thunder fans have been seeing for multiple, multiple seasons since he's been here. It's just each year he continues to get better. He continues to get more aggressive. He starts leading the team. He starts really taking over things. He starts, you know, becoming a hero. But now it's like slowly taking a down, not like a downfall, but I guess a couple steps back. And I think that's just like, you know, he is getting older. He's not, I'm not saying he's getting worn out. I think he's just, 
he's going to have to, you know, deal with his body changing. I mean, he's been playing a high level of basketball for so many years now, like 11 years in the league right now. That's going to take a lot of wear and tear on your body, whether you want it to or not. Madison, you just sit Russell down and say, Russell, your body is changing. Like, Russell, this 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 is is what's happening with your body. (laughs) This is incredibly normal. I'm a 23-year-old woman, but I 100% understand a 30-year-old male athletic body. I 100% understand. So, I mean... I think he's just, he's going to have to play through that wear and tear or he's just going to have to like, I don't know. I don't know. This is where I want to like start I mean, talking in this voice again. I mean, obviously everybody kind of is familiar with, with a lot of the advanced numbers on Russell's off on his game this past year. Mid-range was down. The three-point mm-hmm. shot was down. His shooting overall was just at a historic low for a guy who's not a very good shooter anyway. Yeah. Um, a guy that's high volume, so it's, like every single miss, <clears throat> excuse me, every every single miss is both plentiful and terrible for the Thunder. Yeah. Because obviously he's going to touch the ball a lot. Um, but this is a guy that, you know, during the middle part of the year when the Thunder looked like a legitimate um, playoff uh, title contending team, you know, that was when Russell took a backseat in, in terms of taking his shots. And I'm curious because he'll have a little bit more of a, he'll, on paper, should have a preseason. Paul George, and we'll get to Paul George in a minute. That's obviously the bigger story here. Um, but Paul George, who may or may not be ready for some part of training camp, maybe some part of preseason, the report says that he should be fine for some of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this should be an opportunity for Russell to understand, like, yeah, body ain't what it used to be. Still extremely, probably one of the fat top two, top three, if not the fastest guy in the league with the ball in his hand, his ability to get downhill is it's unfathomable at times. And you laugh at it all you want. When Russell said, I can get to the paint anytime I want to I mean, yeah, that's true. The problem was whatever he was dealing with, whether, whether it was his knees not being hundred percent healthy, whether it was his hand kind of screwing with the balance equilibrium or whatever of his shot, he just wasn't finishing at the rim. He wasn't getting to the foul line and that can be physical. That could be mental, but this off season needs to be just a, complete recalibration of that and you just mm-hmm. just need to get back to that confident way so maybe having a training camp even though he's coming into his 11th 12th year of the season you, know, you vets don't really need training camps but I feel like it's a little bit important for Russell from that standpoint that he needs to build not just conditioning but confidence that yes you're still Russell Westbrook you can still hit that cotton shot you can still get to the foul line and yes even though your free throw shooting has dipped in the playoffs he was I, I think yeah only five games but he shot the best from the free throw line that he's ever um, shot in his career in the postseason. Yeah. So he's he's obviously a guy that, that's clutch from the foul line that can turn it on. So maybe just having a little bit better uh, better of a foundation, a little bit more uh, um, ground to stand on going into the season, maybe should be better for him. Yeah, and I also think it's really good for him to be getting this procedure done so early now that the season has come to an end for them just because I really, and I could be totally wrong, but I really feel... Like the offseason is so crucial for every single player because that's a time where they don't have all the cameras on them. They don't have uh, just arenas filled with people. They have more of a one-on-one opportunity to kind of battle with like a mental versus physical type of like outlook on the game. And that's when they can improve. That's when they can get in the gym by themselves or get in the gym with their trainers and they can really work on some things that have been bothering them, but they don't have, you know, people barking down their throats like, oh, well, you have a game tomorrow. You have this tomorrow. You, you know, you have game number yeah. 78 of the season. That's just, I think it's so crucial for them. And that's why I'm just sitting here thinking like, 
thank goodness that Russell Westbrook is getting this done now. That way he is able, because yeah, he might be going into his 12th season, but he still needs an off season. He still needs time to work and to train and to get better and to evolve in the game, even though he continuously says he doesn't change anything about it. But (laughs) I'm just saying, you know, I think that's so important, but it's also a good time, especially when training camp starts, for these teams to learn how to work together. And that was kind of a missing piece from this Thunder last season is they didn't have their leader out there learning how to develop this new team as a whole because he was recovering. So that's why I think it's so, like, very important. And like Brady said, we'll talk about Paul here in a minute. But now Russell will actually get to be involved in training camp. I think that will be such a huge difference. Yeah, I mean, something as simple as, you know, that when that story came out um, about 15, 16 games into the regular season of Russell taking a little extra time with Terrence Ferguson. Mm-hmm. You know, Terrence Ferguson. That was a good one. He started off the year one of 14, one of 15 from the three-point line and was just terrible. His off, His confidence was just so shot. And Russell took the extra time with him in the gym got his confidence back up, and that's when you saw that slow and steady progression of Terrence Ferguson's shot to the point until it just basically exploded for almost a two-month period where he was shooting over 40% on six attempts a game. Um, that's something that should be happening in the offseason. You know, taking a guy, you know, understanding, you know, okay, this is a young player that he's going to be thrust, because obviously the Thunder knew better than we did, Mm-hmm. where Andre Robertson was. Right. Now, they probably didn't foresee that he was going to have a setback in December, but they definitely understood Dre ain't going to be here for the first 20, 25 yeah. games. Um, so with that knowledge, you probably need to invest more time with Terrence Ferguson to make sure that his confidence is there. But because Russell was you know, hurt and recovering, he didn't have that opportunity, and it bled into the regular season where mm-hmm. the Thunder would – um, you know, they, they started 0-4, then they win their next seven games, and they lose two, and they win three. You know, if that's taken care of before the season starts and Terrence walks into game one with the confidence that he walked into in game 20, maybe the Thunder have a little bit of a better start. So all these things, I, I'm trying to take a real optimistic view of, you know, your superstar having sur- mm-hmm. off-season surgery. And hopefully these things are better addressed when they should be addressed and not when... You know, teams are, hey, it's Chisholm. It's Chisholm. Chisholm. Chisholm, just flash me. Chisholm just flash. What was fla- I talking about? I don't even. I I'm completely blind. lost my train of thought now. <laughs> Dadgummit. <laughs> Madison, go to uh, HR. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling them now. <laughs> um, yeah, so hopefully these things are just addressed when they should be addressed and not after, um, you know, the Thunder of Lawson games. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I think it's going to be such a night and day difference. I mean, yeah, what Brady was just talking about with Terrence Ferguson, little things like that where guys or where other guys step up and they really insert themselves into bettering another guy's game. I mean, that's really just going to overall help the team and just develop something so much better than, you know, an individual guy working on something but not having any kind of either assistance or mentoring or anything little like that because – I mean, there's going to be a new chunk of people that come in to this Thunder organization next season. And when we say next season, that's not, I mean, that's like in a couple months, dude. Like, that's so soon. We're going to blink twice, Um, maybe sleep once, and then wake up and it's Thunder season. Imagine if um, we covered the Thunder back in 2012. The season ends around, obviously, the Thunder got beaten five, but if Mm -hmm. that series had gone seven, um, 
the season ends like mid June, oh, and yeah. then a week later is the draft, and then a week later is free agency, and then all July is crazy. I trades happen, sign in trades happens, and then you have about a month of nothing, and then yeah. the training camp starts. I literally so. watched the uh, the Thunder play in the playoffs while I was at a summer camp. And that was mid-June, like kind of towards the end of June, and they were still playing. Was it band camp? <laughs> it was not band camp. Oh, <laughs> um, it's kind of dorky, though. It was an arts camp, and I was there for dance, but I was there with like, I mean, it kind of was band camp because there was an orchestra and a choir. You're like, wait a minute. I've been lied to. Like, oh, my gosh. I went to band <laughs> camp. Dang it. Um, no, but yeah, I remember watching that during like my camp and being very well into the depths of the month of June and the Thunder were still playing and it was like I think it was for like the Western Conference Finals and it was so exciting even though they, I don't think they won it but you know it's okay. These things happen. These things well they happen very often. Well of course um, I th- I don't know if people were surprised that Russell had surgery. <clears throat> I mean I wasn't just because I I mean, wasn't. obviously everybody saw the KT tape on his left hand. I I assume that that was coming. Um, the knee thing, like I said, is a little bit, you can expect that at this point. Yeah. Every, the last now three off seasons, he's had um, procedures done. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul George having surgery, not very surprising, especially after mm-hmm. his exit interview. And Madison, I know you weren't there, but right. I'm sure you've kind of dissected it and heard just what you've probably needed to hear about it. You know, oh, Paul sure. basically sat down and said, not talking about it. But we'll address it. And then we did our best, you know, the assembled media to try and to squeeze it out of him, get little things here and there from him. And Paul understood, you know, he understood that we have to ask those questions. And Paul's very good with the media. Mm -hmm. And he gave us some stuff like I I think I specifically asked him, um, you know, you obviously know, Paul, not you, Madison, but you obviously know. I don't know Paul very well. (laughs) You obviously (laughs) know more than we do. Do you foresee yourself being ready for training camp? And he just said, I don't know. And then that on top of everything else he had said, you know, we all agreed, you know, after he had left the podium. Yeah, he's going to have surgery. Um, It's going to be a few months, few months of a process to get him back. Um, But I'll just go ahead and read the uh, press release again. Paul George had successful elective surgery on his right shoulder to repair a partial thickness, uh, blah, 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 tendon tear. George will address a small labrum tear in his left shoulder with a procedure in the coming weeks. An update on the six-time All-Stars return to play status will be provided later. Um, overall, according to the report on ESPN, uh, the Thunder are hopeful and optimistic that he should be fine for at some point during training camp. So at some point around late September, mid-October, he should be fine, barring no setbacks. Um, the right shoulder tear that he fixed today, of course, Madison, that was the injury he sustained in the game that we went to in Denver. Um, that night, it was interesting. Uh, the Thunder lose that game. We go into the locker room. The big story that night, if you remember, was Russell getting touched by that little kid <laughs> on the side <laughs> uh, on the side of the court. So that was kind of the big takeaway from that game, other than the Thunder losing from our end. Um, but that night, Paul George didn't talk to the media. He was in the training. Um, mm-hmm. He was behind a curtain being uh, rubbed down by the trainer. And uh, some media members, you know, we all kind of talked like, oh, I wonder, I wonder what happened. Mm-hmm. I wonder what's going on. But um, Paul missed the next three games. Um, obviously, torn labrum. It's not very optimistic of a word to hear. Um, but he played through it relatively okay, not to his standard, not to an MVP standard. Mm-hmm. He um, ended the season really well offensively. I mean, the defensive 
thing where he called Dame Lillard's shot a good, a bad shot. I mean, that's that that's, was that's for uh, another podcast. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I, I'm not too worried. It's not a fully torn labrum because I know Trace McGrady put out um a week or so ago that he had pl- um he had played through it, had surgery, and he was never the same again. Of course, Trace McGrady that was when he was a little bit older than than Paul George, I believe. Um, so take that with what you will. Um, the left shoulder that he's going to address in the next few weeks after he recovers a little bit from this surgery, um, he sustained that in the Houston Rockets win um, towards the end of the year, the mm-hmm. second to last game of the year, on a uh, baseline dunk attempt where he got grabbed and it hurt his sh- shoulder so bad that um, after game one, when the Thunder lost to Portland, uh, Paul revealed that he hadn't been able to lift his arm up until that day of game one. So um, two things that Paul had to address. He's addressing them now. Um, good that it's happening this early. Um, I guess I'll take the same kind of optimistic approach with Russell, um, with Paul right here, because it's good that it's happening now. It's good that mm-hmm. the, um, the I guess the projection is he should be fine by the regular season. Um, and it's good that it was addressed because Paul was very adamant that I could probably play through this and just let it heal on its own. Um but I want to address it, nip it in the bud, and just be done with it. He chose to um, play through it this year and would have games where he looked normal, and then he had games where he'd look terrible, and then he had days where he couldn't lift his arm. So it's good that he's taking care of it, and um, well, I guess we'll just see from here. Yeah, I mean, that is good that it's being taken care of right now. Um, yeah, that's going to be a much longer healing process, but I mean, if if it's going to be a long healing process, like I, what they say, like six weeks, I think it's good to be, get it done right now. Yeah, it might affect a little bit of a summer, obviously, as we've been able to tell from Instagram. This is, again, where I come in. He's already, like, enjoyed a little bit of vacation. Good job for him. But he's alive. He is alive and well. He's sipping on margaritas on some tropical island. But, I mean, here's the thing. Like, yeah, kind of what with or with what we were talking about with Russell Westbrook, this might be, I mean, I say might very loosely just because, I don't know, it might be detrimental to this team with him not being able to participate in training camp. It's only his third season with the Thunder, or it will be his third season with the Thunder. I don't know. It might really not help that bad just because, you know, Paul is still, Paul's still Paul. He really did play through it this season. It's probably a good thing he didn't try to let it heal on his own. My God, that's never going to be good. Nothing ever heals on your own, especially something like that. Um, But, yeah, I I don't know. It might not be the worst thing in the world if he's going to be able to be ready for maybe the first game of the regular season, even if he sits out for preseason. I don't see that being, like, a substantial problem for this team. But if it keeps bringing up like setbacks or new information keeps being leaked as in like oh just kidding it's going to be a little bit longer oh just kidding he's not going to come back till this time then people might need to like raise some eyebrows but I mean for now Paul George had a great season he deserves this healing process honestly I'd just be I'd be even more shocked if these guys didn't undergo some type of healing slash surgery slash doctor visits I'd be shocked like if they didn't yeah and I think that that's the the whole point of this, uh, um, kind of what you were saying, Madison. I mean, the key here is Paul told us, and by his play this year, by just virtue of playing through it, he could just let it heal on his own. Right. It's not fully torn. Um, so, Thunder fans, prepare yourself for all the thank pieces burying yeah. the Thunder, not just because they disappointed once again in the playoffs this year. 
and made a lot of people, including me, look foolish by picking them in six against Portland. Um, prepare yourself for all the um, thank pieces about how the Thunder are dead because Paul had surgery, um, partially torn labrum. He's done. He's not going to be the same. He did. Russell um, can't lead the team. Uh, he can't be the alpha in terms of scoring, so the Thunder are done. Paul could have let it heal. I think that that's the point. He chose to fix it medically to just basically get all, like, just go ahead and go all in on it now. Let it suck for a little bit. But come October, come November, December, you should be fully healthy, fully fine. And that's great because with what the Thunder ask of him to do, being 100% on both offense in terms of the scoring and then defense in terms of busting through screens, leading with his shoulder, (laughs) um, forcing turnovers, that's good. So, um, again, prepare yourself for, you know, Paul's not going to be, he's not going to be good ever again. Those are coming, but Mm -hmm. I'm not too worried. Um, Now, I don't think the Thunder are going to be a 55-win team next year, barring something, you know, sweeping changes if Anthony Davis were to get traded here, which Mm -hmm. I don't think is going to happen either. That'd be cool. But um, I think the Thunder are fine in terms of, their stars are having surgeries, but it's not the end of the world. No, it's definitely not the end of the world. I think that's, I mean, it could even make him better. Honestly, this surgery could be so beneficial to Paul. And if he's going to come back and he's going to feel a lot better and not be so hesitant, I'm not saying he was a hesitant, but I mean, I'm sorry. I'm not a 28, 29 year old professional basketball player, man, all that good stuff with the athleticism. But if I have a super hurt body part, I don't like, Okay, I was a dancer, so if I have a super hurt body part, I'm not going to dance the same. I'm not going to perform the same because there's also going to be that mental thing where you're like, oh, I don't want to re-injure it. I don't want to feel that pain. I don't tolerate pain very well. I'm sure Paul does a lot better than I do. But, I mean, this could be so good for his game next year if he does come back 100% healed, 100% ready to focus on the 2019-2020 season. If he's ready to really contribute to this team and not worry so much about something that's really hurting him, then heck, have the surgery. Heal. Take a great summer. Go on more vacations. Like, do what you need to do. Where did they all go during All-Star break? It was like Turks and Caicos, right? Turks and Caicos. Yeah. They all went Turks and Caicos. Go back to Turks and Caicos. They'll be like, that is so February 2019. Actually, don't go to Turks and Caicos. (laughs) They did not play well when they came back. So something in the water... (laughs) Do not go to Turks and Caicos. I mean, Patrick Patterson got engaged. So, he did get engaged. So Good for Pat. But then he, he like hardly ever played again. So something's wrong with Turks and Caicos. Right. Don't go there. You know, in, in addition to Russ and Paul, I mean, they've got Hamadou Diallo, who's recovering from the elbow surgery he oh, had yeah. during the playoffs. I forgot about that. They've got Andre Arverson, who's still in his recovery odyssey. He went to the Bahamas. Maybe he'll be better. Maybe. Hopefully. Um, and he told us during the exit interview that he should be fine for training camp. Now, of course, he's taking the optimistic approach. He's a guy that's had two setbacks already, so who knows? But prayers all out there for Andre Robertson. He's a great, great guy. He's a great kid. Uh, don't want to see a guy's career just go completely south because right. of injuries and unfortunate setbacks. Um, so I hope to see him back on the floor um, when we all get to watch them dribble the basketball and shoot three-pointers uh, in Woo-hoo. September during training camp. Can't wait. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I guess we should uh, end it there. Um, yeah, like I said, um, the idea is to have kind of a structure schedule with this podcast. So the next time you hear Madison and I um, might be Saturday, unless something else happens. If you can get somebody cooler than me, hopefully you can get someone cooler than me. <laughs> well, um, I don't know. <laughs> um, Stay tuned. But frequently, I, I guess moving forward, um, 
you can hear Madison and I on Wednesdays, uh, Chisholm and I on Mondays, and uh, hopefully it works out. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, we got a lot of cool stuff coming up this off season. There's a lot of stuff to do, obviously, because the Thunder will uh, drop news when you are on the highway driving. <laughs> you pull over and hotspot your computer. They give no. And then rest. type while cars are zooming past you, and you're scared. And you're scared for your life. <sighs> <sighs> but enough about me. Who cares about us? Uh, everybody, thank you so much for listening to the OKC82 podcast. Thank you guys so much. Uh, but for Miss Madison Morris, this is Brady Trantham. Sayonara. <laughs>